The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Chaos to Calm with our hosts, Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. On our program, let us introduce you to Renshui and a very special state of well-being, relaxation, calm, and improved health. Real change in your life starts here. Now, Chaos to Calm. Welcome to Voice America with Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Bill McMillan, and I have the pleasure of co-hosting our show, Chaos to Calm, with Kathy Fogarty, a naturopath in Seattle, Washington. In this series of programs, you'll hear from people who are learning to live their lives in a calm and relaxed state using tools derived from ancient wisdom traditions. Ren Shui is a comprehensive path to wellness that works on opening our hearts and clarifying our minds. Ren Shui also has tools to work directly on the body and its energy. One tool is Wong Gong. It's a contemporary form of Qigong that melds graceful movements with meditation and breath to improve health and well-being. On today's show, we'll be speaking with Kathy Fox, who lives in County Roscommon, Ireland. Teaches, she's a teacher of Qigong and other healing modalities. And today our subject is What's Your Fix? Addiction and Rin Shui. So, Kathy, can you, can you please tell us a little about yourself, where you live, what your profession is, etc.? Yeah. Hi, Bill. Um, I am a holistic therapist here in Ireland. It's a Japanese holistic therapy, so I work to balance the entire body. So the structural systems, the energetic systems, uh, we work on organs and the nerves, everything. So... We, it, it's about the totality of the body. Um, often when people come in with a symptom, it's nothing to do with that area of complaint. So that's my job, is to figure out what's causing the symptoms they're feeling in various parts of their body and correcting it from the source to give relief to the point where similar situations won't actually affect you any longer. Well, so you're kind of a detective of the body. Um, you could see that, yes. How, how, does that, how do you see that fitting with Ren Shui? Do you want to explain how they're connected? Well, with the understanding of Ren Shui, it's the, we look at the totality of life. So it's about the physical body, the energetic body, or Qi, as, as we call it, and also the consciousness. And also with this Japanese therapy, it's along the same lines. You, you're kind of guiding the client or the um, the guest into looking at where their problems come from. So it could be an occupational thing, you know, people sitting at a computer for too long affecting their physical body, therefore will affect 
the functionings of the body. It could be related to excessive emotions. Um, in Eastern philosophy, there's the understanding that um, certain emotions target certain uh, specific organs. So if you're experiencing a lot of the same unhealthy emotions like fear or anxiety, it does have an impact on the associated organs, which will affect their functioning, which will therefore affect um, the whole body. So it's so Kathy, I have a question. This is, this is Kathy Fogarty, uh, the co-host. Uh, in today's episode, we're talking about what's your fix, addiction and Renjway. And I know from talking with you before that you've had a personal journey and Renjway and Yungong Qigong style, uh, uh, or Yungong uh, style Qigong has helped save your life. I'm wondering if you could talk to us more now about your personal journey with, um, with that and also how you, you've talked to us about, uh, using various substances in your history and, and that journey. Okay, so right up until the age, I think it was 23, I was, I was using, um, drugs on, on a regular basis. Um, and I was drinking quite excessively on a, on a, on a daily, if not weekly basis. And Kathy, how old are you now? Right now I'm 31. Great. Okay. And so this was in your like early twenties, you're saying? This is like, we want to say my, my mid teens to mm -hmm. early twenties. So mm -hmm. the better part of 10 years. Yeah. Um, and it was when I turned 23, um, maybe two months after that, I, I was in quite a horrific traffic accident in Thailand. And right up until that incident, I was still using recreational drugs. Um, you know, like I, w I wouldn't go to a concert or, you know, even events like a wedding. Anything that involved a group of us, a group of specific friends gathering together, there was always some sort of supply, whether it was ecstasy, cocaine, uh, MDMA, occasionally speed, all these different types of class A drugs, it, it was very, very common for us to take. Um, now, it wouldn't have been on a weekly basis, but it wouldn't have been far off that either. You know, I started college at the age of 17 and I was already uh, heavily involved in, in taking drugs and it was in those college years that were probably the worst time that it could have been on a more weekly basis than it was later in, in my early 20s. And it all started when I was still in what we call here secondary school, I think you call it high school over in the yes. US. Mm -hmm. um, I was about maybe 15, 16, and we used to take a drive, about a 40-minute drive into the next county to get ecstasy. And back then, it was relatively cheap. You're talking maybe two or three pound, Irish pound it was back then. And we would share 
we would actually have this tiny little tablet and you know it would it would last us the whole night we'd be out till all hours and back then uh, I, I was used to having friends that were older than me so quite often we'd be in a car somewhere in the woods and we'd just be there for hours smoking cigarettes smoking joints and it was it was quite a regular occurrence so it sounds Kathy like it was life in the fast lane for you and I'm wondering if you could share how and when that started to change for you and how specifically Renjwei and Yuengong style Qigong helped you in that process. Okay, well, I mentioned earlier about that traffic accident I had at the age of 23. Um, it was quite severe. I, I almost lost my life. So my recovery was slow, you know, I was in intensive care for quite a long period of time. And so I didn't have the opportunity to take any kind of substances except the uh, medication I was on. Um, and about, gosh, maybe eight, six to eight months after the accident, I started to smoke and drink again, which was quite insane, really, given the severity of um, the condition I was in after the accident. But I never went back to the Class A drugs. Um, I went back to drinking, smoking tobacco and smoking marijuana because marijuana was my drug of choice. It was the one thing that I had. I was not without it for many years. And that, again, had a lot to do with the lifestyle I was in when I had left school. I studied hotel and catering, and, you know, it, it, it was so ingrained into that kind of lifestyle where you, you work these late hours, and afterwards, that's just what you did. You, you had a few bottles of beer, you had a bottle of wine, and you smoked joints until you went to bed, mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, while I was recovering from the accident, I had no desire to go back to the harder drugs because I was very much aware of how much trauma my body experienced. But I still had the mentality of thinking that alcohol and smoking was harmless. You know, I, I had control. Whereas with the Class A drugs, you have no control of your behavior or, you know, mm -hmm. you're, hand, you're handing your body over to a chemical. And I had the mentality that it just wasn't the same kind of severity with alcohol and, and marijuana and tobacco for that matter. And then maybe another four months later, I moved to New Zealand where I was introduced to uh, the teachings of Ren Shui. And I bought the book, Voyage to the Shore, part one. And, I, you know, it, it, it's quite a large book. You know yourselves, you've read it. And the size of it can be intimidating. But I could not put it down. Any spare moment I had, I was reading it. And I, I just could, I was so overwhelmed with the simplicity of the teachings 
and my my thinking patterns just started to change and halfway through the book I just I stopped smoking I stopped smoking cigarettes and I, I like I used to smoke pouch tobacco it didn't it wasn't an empty packet I just I just stopped and then a week later I stopped smoking marijuana because I went to attend a two-week retreat in New Zealand to practice qigong and I never went back that was that was the cut-off point for the marijuana as well Kathy can I can I ask you a question you you say your thinking changed what what exactly was was going on in your thinking that changed and how did that particular retreat affect how you thought well it was initially the the book that kick-started it and you know like I, I mean it, it's quite innocent of me to go around thinking I can smoke and drink and, and it's harmless um, but for the first time I actually had I, I actually started to develop respect for my body um, you know the teachings of, of Ren Shui was the first time I realized that healing comes from a place within and through my experience with the accident I had never I'd never had any problems before I'd never broken a bone I was never really sick but you know that experience showed me that that healthcare came externally and you were taken care of by doctors and surgeons and after that it was a physiotherapist and you know it was all very external health health and well-being I didn't I wasn't fully aware that the power of healthcare from an internal per perspective and the teaching started to open that door up for me and I suddenly recognized how abusive I was being to my body after like my lungs had collapsed in that accident and I just took a look at myself and thought what are you doing smoking after the trauma your lungs have been through already and it was such it made such an impact that I, I could just stop right then and there well, that sounds it's, like that sounds like quite a realization on your part yeah it was it was massive and it was quite beautiful because it was it was sincere it was actually an act of self-love and respect that was very sincere it was quite a moving moment actually so that that's what it's like when you take responsibility for your own health absolutely it can be very very uplifting it can be difficult it's not without its challenge or two but it, it is such an uplifting experience to to be able to own and, and manifest your own healing abilities Wow, that, that, that's, a, that's a great story. So um, where else have you gone with it? So you, you've, you're taking responsibility for your own healing at this point. You've cleaned up your act with drugs and alcohol, etc. Et Are you working with other people that um, have addictions or any struggles like that? I wouldn't say I'm, I'm directly working with people. I mean, I... I I, I share my story and I share my experience and 
whether it is with my students or with my clients, I'm there as a support for them. And I, I can only really teach them from my experience and understanding. Um, I'm not sure that many of them have had the addictive personality that I have, you know, in regards to drugs and things like that. It's more on an emotional level that I would I would work with them. You know, excessive worry and anger and emotions that really impact their life. Not too much in the addiction area. Okay, so when you're working with, with other people and how they think about their own health, and you're not necessarily talking about addiction, how, how do you frame it to them? How do I what? Sorry? How do, how do you frame it to them? How do you ex ex explain to them what it is they're about if it's not about addictions? Well, first I, I, I get them to ask themselves what it is that they need. What do they feel they need in their life right now? And a lot of them just want some time out. Um, you know, they work all day, they go home usually with um, children to take care of, um, dinner to cook. It, it's constantly on the go and, and, you know, a relentless pace of life. And really a lot of them are just looking for somewhere to go sit quietly and go inside and, and find, find internal peace. I see and escape from the external chaos. Great. And I really just provide a space for them to do that while working on, on more detailed things that, that, you know, can help them cope throughout their stressful days, you know. Well, that, that sounds like there's a lot for them in that. Um, Kathy, we're going to take a short break. And we'll be back in just a minute with Kathy Fox to continue a conversation about Ren Shui and addictions and working with substance abuse. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshue can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshue integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Wrenchway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Welcome back. This is Bill McMillan along with Kathy Fogarty interviewing Kathy Fox, um, who lives in Ireland, for Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Uh, this is the show Chaos to Calm, and Kathy Fox is uh, talking with us about addictions, um, drugs and alcohol, and how Wen Shui has helped in her um, work with that. So, Kathy, you were telling us a little bit about um, some of your history. Um, can you Explain a little bit more about how, say, alcohol is a big part of the life that you're in the middle of in Ireland. Well, Bill, like, I'll start off by saying alcohol is actually something that I'm still dealing with in regards to addiction. I, I myself started drinking at a very early age, at the age of, like, 13 or 14, I was already abusing alcohol. And so, right now, I'm actually working on trying to completely eliminate alcohol from my life altogether. And I honestly, even this time last year, could have said that I, I, didn't, I didn't, don't want to give up alcohol. I still quite enjoyed the occasional glass of wine or on a nice warm evening in the summer, a bottle of beer. I had stopped abusing it, but I still enjoyed the social aspect of it. And I've gone to the stage now where it, it serves no purpose in my life. And in fact, it's actually started to become quite an, an inhibitor in my progress and my personal development. How so? How so? Well, this... This summer was, was a big eye-opener for me. Um, like I said, over the last few years of practicing, practicing Ren Shui and Yuan Gong, I very naturally moved away from drinking excessively. It, it, you know, it was of no effort. I just didn't fancy drinking or going to the pub like I used to. So... This summer, I, I experienced a lot of internal changes. Um, it's the year of the fire monkey, of course, and, and a lot of crazy stuff can happen in one's life. And so these incidences came up and followed by these quite intense emotions and some emotions that I've actually never felt before, like grief. So... 
I found them difficult to cope with, and and I was doing my best. I was using the teachings of Ren Shui to to get me through this rough patch, if you like. Do you do you mind do you mind just sharing the details of what it was that happened that brought you to that, so our, our listeners can understand kind of the context of what you're talking about there, because it sounds really important. Well, what happened was I. I I went to a two-week retreat in Sweden, which is held there annually. Um, a Qigong, a Qigong it, retreat? Yeah, Yuangong and Ren Shui retreat. And it's, it's a more intensive experience than what I would be used to in New Zealand because I go there to learn the teacher training. But in these retreats you have in the U.S. as well, it's a lot more focused on the practice. You're practicing more hours in the day, which is for us is an optimal opportunity to replenish and actually enhance our chi condition. And over the past year or two, I've been focusing a lot on my heart, not really knowing why, but just intuitively knowing that my heart needs work. I wasn't even sure what specifically needed work there. I just kept focusing a lot on my heart, you know, during chi therapies. And so because it was such an intensive experience with all the practice, I actually managed to um, open my heart quite significantly at that retreat in Sweden. And... It was a very, very beautiful, very blissful experience. I was just floating on clouds afterwards. But when I came home, obviously, you know, when you go through periods of change and healing, certain things can be expelled from the body. You know, you can have some reactions as old, unhealthy information is being, you know, kind of passed out through the body. So... A lot had to do with people that came into my life at that time, but also the opening of my heart allowed it to get hurt. And it was just, it was, it was at a very raw, kind of tender place, and it wasn't expecting to get hurt. So it, it, it took me by surprise at the same time. And it's not called a broken heart for no reason. So it does take time to... That's really what it felt like to you, though. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I I found it hard to even smile some days, you know. It was a real effort to be my normal happy self. And it it was quite uncomfortable as well. I'm used to walking around the place with a, with a smile on my face and a pep in my step. And, and this, this I, I had no control over the negative feelings I had. And I, I found it difficult to get my joy back. But I still worked at it. I, I, I understood very clearly that this was just a period of transformation and change, which we go through all the time on all levels of life. So I was just prepared to ride out that wave. But at the same time, a friend of mine got married and we went away for the wedding. And true to Irish style, there was a lot of alcohol involved. And 
I very easily slipped back into that old lifestyle. And I'll never forget that the way my body responded to all that alcohol was quite shocking. I like I have never shaked so violently before. And I like my body actually I think went into alcohol alcohol alcoholic shock or some level of alcoholic poisoning because I I mean I had no control of my my limbs my extremities were trembling for for days on end afterwards and that had nothing like that had ever happened before no no my alcohol consumption was quite incremental from teenage years to my 20s and then I started to wean off it but put into this situation it just seemed easier and I could forget everything and I I I drank excessively to the point that my body had just did not know what was happening to it well so the and the mind was kind of okay with it but the body was telling you that this is not okay anymore no and it's funny because my mind could see clearly what I was doing and it was a, it was an interest, interesting period of observation because you know when i started on this renshui journey i i used to really criticize myself if i did have too many drinks and you know they would make me sicker and sicker every time and and then a long period of time would pass and i'd have no alcohol at all and then i'd i'd slip up again and i'd be violently ill again and and i'd be constantly giving out to myself for this repeated lesson that i'm not learning so well, i think it sounds to me like something that a lot of people can relate to kathy um most of us know that over drinking or overusing or something like that is not healthy it's not a good thing etc but we do it anyway and it sounds like you were right in the middle of this struggle and very conscious about it Yeah, very much so and and I recognize that now now I want to change things. Mm, I, I I don't I don't want to repeat occurrence of what happened this summer. And then so how does Renshui step in at that point? Well, Bill, I've gotten to the point where you know, with continuous practice of Yuangong on on a daily basis your chi becomes so much more refined and that's not just the chi of your body it's the chi of your consciousness as well and you become super sensitive to everything even your surroundings your emotions your thoughts but also what you put into your body and the reason why i started to wean off the alcohol was because my body had just become super sensitive to its effect so it would only take half of a glass of wine for my skin to go pure red and feel flushed so already my blood was disturbed and my chi and I'd start to slur my words so the impact alcohol had on me you know it it was just incredible i only really had to smell it to to start to feel its effect and now the reason i the reason i've decided to to 
cut it out completely is because I see how much I, I never thought I had an alcoholic problem because it's just so ingrained in the culture here it's normal and this is known globally like for instance I was on a plane recently and there was a gentleman a lovely American man sitting beside me and we got to talk and once he found out I was Irish he told me a joke out of the blue and he said to me what's the difference between an Irish wedding and an Irish funeral or wake and I hadn't heard this one before so I said I don't know and he says to me one less drunk <laughs> <laughs> nice guy now, nice guy <laughs> nice guy and you know I did laugh because on the surface it is quite funny but in reality there's something very serious going on there you know, if, if this is the global view of the Irish culture and this is how how we're how we're known, it's it's very sad because living here you can see clearly how much of a problem it actually is. Oh, that's that's really big. It it makes it makes us wonder, you know, how are the people around you responding to the way um, you've changed? Well, that's the thing. I've, I've given up alcohol for only one month now. It was a decision I made about a month ago, and I, I haven't told many people, but it's only in the last day or two that I have started to tell people my decision. And I've gotten various different reactions. Uh, a friend of mine, one laughed, like blatantly laughed out loud, I've heard that one before, she said. <laughs> um, so that she didn't buy it, huh? <laughs> she didn't buy it, but I talked to her around. <laughs> and I guess, you know, because we've all said it at one point or another, you know, oh, I'm never drinking again. But that's in times of us suffering. It's usually the day after the night before. But I'm saying it from a place of, real strength and sincerity and you know I, I, I held off telling people initially because I had my own fear and I suppose an, an element of self-doubt of my capability of doing this it's, it, it's not as straightforward as giving up the drugs or completely stopping the smoking it, it, it feels like it is going to be that bit more of a challenge but through all these years of practicing and developing myself with the Renshui teachings and strengthening myself and my chi and my health through the practice of Yuan Gong, I actually, I feel strong enough to do this. I know I want this and I, I finally feel like I'm in a place to, to accomplish it. Well, I, I would say that... It it sounds from here like it's a, a really fundamental change in you and that that's something that you're going to stay with. You know, I think, yeah. it, I think it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting to think of patterns as individual patterns, you know, your own choices around drinking or using drugs and the impact of the patterns of a whole culture on you at the same time. So uh, this sounds like 
pretty courageous work to me for you to take that kind of stance in Ireland of all places. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've, I've spent so many hours of my life with alcohol and you know, it, it's an, it's a merry, it's supposed to be a merry experience full of laughter and fun and joy. But I can't honestly say that I ha I have clear memories of these experiences. Like it got to the stage where, where I would drink, you know, four or five drinks and I'd start to lose my memory and there'd be whole blackouts of my memory from the night before. So I don't see, I don't see the point in, you know, having a good time when really your experience of it, you're uncertain about, your memories are vague, you, you know, it's, I, I, I'm at a place where I don't want to, to need alcohol to have a good time. Well, very I well, very well sure. said. So, um, thank you, Kathy. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes with Kathy Fox, who's living in Ireland, and Bill McMillan and Kathy Fogarty will carry on this interview. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshaway can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshaway integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N X-U-E, Americas, with an S, dot O-R-G. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Wrenchway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This is Bill McMillan along with Kathy Fogarty, and we're interviewing Kathy Fox, who lives in 
County Ross, Ireland, Roscommon, Ireland. And we're talking about addictions and Ren Shui and how to work with the mind and the body. So, Kathy Fox, this is Kathy Fogarty. Um, you know, one of the questions that I would have or I would pose is uh, related to patterns. In Renge Way, we recognize patterns or we define patterns as a way, the way that the consciousness operates. And typically, we develop them when we're very, very young. And it sounds like in your situation, and certainly in my situation growing up in San Francisco in an Irish Catholic community, um, alcohol was a pattern. It was what we used to celebrate life. It was what we used to grieve the passing of life. And it, at the time, it seemed to serve all of us very well. Um, but it sounds to me like, at least for me, and it sounds maybe like for you, that you've hit a place where that pattern now doesn't serve you and it needs to be replaced. Is that, can you speak to that? Yeah, that, that's perfectly accurate. It, it doesn't serve me in any way at all in my life. And in fact, it, it, it slows down my progress because if I have a drink or two, it has, it has such an impact on my body that I don't just have a hangover the next day. It, it, it can take a couple of days to recover my, my good state again. And, you know, it, you bring up the patterns of the consciousness. We all have patterns of the consciousness. It's how we function. It's how we process things. You know, our reference systems, are, it's designed around patterns. But in Ren Shui, you start to discover which patterns are actually helpful and uplifting for life and which are an inhibitor and actually can cause you damage. And alcohol, as you know yourself, Kathy, it, it is totally ingrained in the culture. And we spent all our lives growing up thinking that it is normal behavior. And it helps you relax and it helps you celebrate and you have fun. But from a Marenchway's perspective, you know, even from a chi perspective, alcohol disturbs your chi almost immediately when you consume it. And, you know, if you consume a little more, it starts to disturb your consciousness so you, you don't think clearly. Um, so from a Renshui perspective, alcohol does not serve any benefit to life um, in regards to how it's used so excessively in the modern world. So Kathy, what, so what are you replacing that pattern with? What's your fix now? Well, I started to just make changes first. So I, I, I'm no longer in the pub scene, going to bars that does not float my boat at all anymore. Um, in, when I meet friends, I meet them for coffee or for tea, and it's a daytime encounter. And, you know, when, when I'm at home and I used to enjoy a glass of wine after a long week's work, instead I buy some quite expensive organic fruity herbal tea. Or, you know, I'd be more creative and 
put on some chai or something different, something that takes care and effort to prepare because it's the reward aspect that, you know, alcohol is also in your life for, you know, you feel like you deserve it. But you can replace it with something else. So whether it be a nice tea or a nice coffee, whatever floats your boat, something to replace it which is, you know, helpful for you or beneficial. Um, in regards to life changes, I suppose my fix now would be practicing Yuan Gong and, and Ren Shui because without these teachings or without these methods, I would be still trapped in that life, totally unaware of how abusive I'm being to myself with substance abuse, with negative thoughts, negative emotions, you know, and it, it's quite a journey of discovery to look at these Ren Shui teachings and, and actually dive inward and there's so much to explore and experience so I, I guess that's my new fix now. <laughs> I'm a traveler of the world, in, internal world. Are you, are you sharing what your, what your journey is very much with people around you at this point? I know you're not, you're just opening up about your alcohol decision, but um, how much are you letting people know about the rest of your mind opening up? Well, in my, um, in my Yuan Gong classes, I'm very open to the students about my personal experience because it comes from my heart and it's, it's absolute truth as much as I can know or share. It comes from a sincere place and, and they can feel that and they relate to those a lot more. Um, you know, telling my family and my friends, for instance, giving up alcohol, that was where I had the, the fear, the nervousness. But once you explain why, like, they, they're actually quite intrigued by it, you know. I mean, my mother isn't a drinker anyway, so when I told her, she she thought, but I thought you don't drink much, and, you know, she wasn't aware of how how strong a hold it actually had on me. Uh, either was I, to be honest, until that experience this summer. But um, I just... I just tell them how I feel right now, you know, and they know why I gave up smoking, they know why I gave up the drugs, and they recognize that this is just another stage I'm at. They don't know the extent of the work I do internally, they just see it, uh, the changes kind of on a surface or behavioral level, which, you know, surprises them at that level too. But they are quite supportive and, you know, they, they no need to be the one that, you know, is a bit different anyway. <laughs> All my life. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm curious that, you know, there's, you know, with a long history of drinking and using and doing that kind of stuff and deciding to really change your life, I'm wondering if, um, along with all of the positive here, if, are you dealing with any grief or sadness about the way this has gone in the past, or how, how are you working with that part? Well, you know, Bill, 
I, I'm actually not. I, I don't experience grief or sadness with what has happened because that doesn't serve you any purpose either. And what you need to, for anyone who needs to or wants to make changes in their life in this regard, in regards to transforming any patterns, whether it's addictions or negative emotions, it doesn't serve you to look at yourself or your past with regret because these patterns served us at one point, whether to be for some survival instinct or to protect us from pain or suffering in the past. We can't, we can't look at them or deal with them in a negative context because it's shaped the person who we are. And regardless of our patterns, healthy or unhealthy, we all are beautiful. We just need a little work. And there's always going to be a little work and things to improve. So when you look at it from the perspective of, you know, it's okay. Things can just be better. Your progress and your changes on all levels will be steady and incremental and stronger rather than assuming that you can change instantly overnight already deciding okay I don't want to think like this or I don't want to be like this you take the initiative of making the change and do it with care and kindness towards yourself the same care and kindness you would you know treat your best friend with or your child with you need to show yourself a lot of empathy when you have when you do this work. That's really lovely, Kathy. Um, I have another question. So, have you given any thought to how you might talk to young people who are struggling with substance abuse or various addictions? You know, it's a tricky one because I've often wondered why, aside from peer pressure, what pushed me in that direction and it's all well and good you can blame society culture peer pressure but there's something inside you that pushes you in certain directions I suppose again when you're teaching you teach from your own understanding and experience and my journey from when I started learning Renshui to now has been the most eventful few years of my life and that's saying a lot because I've traveled the world numerous times both directions in fact and you know the people I've encountered in these few years like I feel like I have been given you know such abundance and wealth in a real sense in a humanitarian sense so, if I was to advise young people who are starting to slip down that road, I mean, I would try to veer them into the direction of looking, to, looking at where their potentials lie. Because I didn't know I had any potential as a teenager. Even as a young adult, I, I was fixed with who I was, what I learned in school, and I didn't see much 
scope beyond that. But now, since I've been on this journey, I have, I have a career that I never thought imaginable. Um, you know, learning about anatomy, I gave up biology in school, and here I am working on human bodies on a daily basis. You know, I, I started to learn music and play an instrument. And, you know, these things are there because we have limitless potential. So, you know, if you can encourage and inform young minds that they have so much to look forward to, they may be less inclined to slip down roads for escapism or, you know, out of even boredom, which was in, you know, my case for, for quite some, some years in my teenage years, there was just nothing to do and nothing to pull you in, you know, to encourage any kind of development, whether it was musically or sports or whatever the case may be. Kathy, you, you've, it sounds to me like you've made a, a really remarkable transformation in your own life and are now somebody who's going to be affecting a lot of other people in very positive ways. It's, it's pretty impressive, and I think the most important part of it has to do with courage. You've, you've been willing to face yourself and face a lot of issues, and, and sounds like you're doing it joyfully at this point, which is really pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, it was a little scary at, at the beginning, in looking at yourself and observing yourself and getting to know yourself and seeing what needs changing. But, you know, the first time you experience anything in life, it can be a little wobbly or a bit nerve-wracking. <laughs> but there's such a joyful, bright road ahead, and it's worth every ounce of effort. What a great message to send to the rest of the world. We want to thank you for being with us, Kathy. This is Bill McMillan and Kathy Fogarty. We've been talking with Kathy Fox, who lives in Ros County Roscommon, Ireland. She's a, um, a person who's playing with, studying, and teaching Ren Shui and Qigong. Thank you very much, Thanks Kathy. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for Chaos to Calm. Next week, we will continue to explore the concept of Ren Shui and how to live a calm and happy life. Please join us for another edition of our program next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.